Coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. The Cougars struggle on senior day. Kalani joins me to talk about that and a rivalry renewal with the Rainbow Warriors. Plus defensive linemen Hansom Tanielu and Kesney Tausinga join us here. It's our season send-off in Studio C where BYU Football with Kalani Sitake starts now. Sitake wants no part of the sideline. Look, he'll spin and come back in just to try and run somebody over. Open is Sitake, wide open. What's Kalani Sataki? What a nice job on Sherrard Newby. BYU wins it for Lavelle Edwards. Kalani Satake as the new football coach at BYU. It's great to be back home. The kick is on its way. It is good! It is good! Hit! The Cougars hit it! I'm very lucky to be coaching these young men. Oh man, what a sack! Sione Taki Taki! Joe, timing pattern, end zone, it is! This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake, presented by Ken Garf Orr, with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation, and for the final time this season, welcome into BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Really appreciate the fans who have showed up every week in our studio audience here. Uh, yes, a bit of a rough year on the field, but I know the coach and players grateful for the weekly support as we are here at the show as well. Well, next week, we're talking Cougar hoops on the debut of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. We'll be right back here in Studio C with a live audience once again, so get your free seats for next week's season debut at byucougars.com slash Rose Show. We invite you to join tonight's conversation on Twitter using hashtag Sitake Show. Later in the show, we're asking your questions for Kalani and our player guests for a chance to get yours on the air. Send them in with that Sitake Show hashtag. Well, 14 weeks ago, he walked out of our studio side doors for the first time. Tonight, we're doing it for the last time this season. Please welcome back the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sitake. Last show. Last show. Yeah, I know. I'm sad. Sad I don't get to see the fans every week like this, but I have to go to basketball games and everything to see them. But it's uh, has it gone quickly or slowly for you this season? Um, both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it hasn't been um, great, you know, but uh, especially because of the record. But I, I mean, looking at at uh, the time that we get to spend with our players and uh, the things that we're trying to build here, you know, um, proud of our guys and and proud of the players that. that believe in what we're doing and, and uh, the system that we're trying to implement here. And so, um, but the thing that's been consistent is the fan support and uh, that's been there the entire time, but that's been there since I was born. You know, I remember being a kid and being part of the fan base and uh, that's what makes BYU special. I, I keep saying that over and over again, but it's something that I'm very thankful for. Hope you've enjoyed our weekly visits here in Studio C. I have, yeah. Although it was really nice to take a break with Spencer last week. And... <laughs> No, nothing personal, but if, yeah. uh, and it's nice, you, you know, we got to see you with Ron Burgundy and everything, and, and uh, Holland. we had some fun, you know, we were able to do the Trunk of Treat and, and, and uh, connect with a lot of fans. I think, um, you know, off, off the air, I really enjoyed the conversations that I've had with, with the fans here, and um, in between the breaks, and then uh, afterwards when I get to uh, mingle with them and talk, and it's been something that I really cherish, and something that's been help, helped me a lot, uh, especially get through this year, you know, so I... I appreciate all the fans, and especially the ones that are here in attendance. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, give yourself a hand. Yeah.
a special guest way up high in the corner. Do you see him? Harvey, what's up, bro? <laughs> I almost didn't recognize you with all that hair. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to take a test right now in the testing center. <laughs> I'm proud of Harvey. I saw him over the weekend, and uh, it's nice to see him and his wife. But Harvey and I go way back. I was the first to offer you in what, sixth grade, Harvey? Something like that, yeah. But uh, looking forward to seeing Harvey recover and get back to the NFL where he belongs and glad that he feels comfortable to always come back home and be with us. And our players are really excited to see him there too. So off out the roll. Harvey Longy, great to see you. Thanks for coming in today. Beautiful. All right. Of course, you mentioned that we wish him and his wife uh, the best as they recover from that accident that was bad and could have been a lot worse. We're just grateful they're, uh, they're you know, still where they are in a position to be here and uh, be supporting, yeah. Of course, you know, and, and just counting blessings. And uh, I think that the, the, that video that went viral just brought a tear to everyone's eyes when you watch it. And they got back together in the, in yeah. the hospital. Yeah, it took a while to Harvey to get there, but he walked, you know, as, <laughs> as, as slowly as he could. But it uh, just shows how much they love each other and... Um, it shows a lot of, a lot of the – I'm not worried about Harvey when he left. It just shows how much dedication he has to, to his family. You know, if you know him and you know his family, where he comes from, and uh, he's got great parents and great siblings that have helped him along the way. And, um, you know, he's in the, in the South Jordan, Bingham area, and, and that's something that he's really proud of. And so he, he represents them well, and glad, I'm glad he can do it in New England. So. And we're proud of him. All right, let's talk a little football. Uh, let's do it. You guys came off that win at UNLV, uh, feeling pretty good, hoping to get back-to-back wins. And this past weekend, senior day against UMass, uh, didn't turn out the way you wanted uh, for the home finale. Yeah, um, definitely not the way we wanted it. And, and um, you know, this is a, a big play that we gave up in coverage. And I think that was one of the only really big plays that, that you know, Dying feels bad about it. And uh, Defensively, I thought we did good enough to win, you know, 16 points. And considering the four turnovers, I thought uh, they did a good job at, at limiting, um, you know, Mississippi State gave up 23 against them. And so mm-hmm. the fact that we were able to do it, even on short fields, I was proud of the way the defense played. And offensively just did not do enough to win the game. And, and obviously the four turnovers hurt, and especially when it's kind of, I mean, obviously the, the total yards were the same. So the biggest uh, biggest uh, discrepancy there is in the turnover part. And, that, and um just not good enough and just very really unfortunate that, that it ended that way especially on on senior day we'll talk about seniors in a second defensively you guys just racked up a ton of turnovers last year uh, takeaways have been tougher to find this year for you guys yeah I think that um you know um calling a defense is really difficult especially when you you don't have a lot of points to defend you know I, I think the um uh it, it, it creates a little bit of um of hesitation to take risks and take chances when when points are are, are slim. And so, uh, you know, whether it's an inept offense or, or defense, um, it affects the whole team. And so, you know, when when guys are uh, where we're scoring low points, or whether it's ten or thirteen or or some other uh, other game that's lower, uh, it makes it harder to create turnovers and take risks and take chances. And so, you become a little bit conservative even when you're trying to be aggressive. And the mindset we're trying to get our guys to be more aggressive, but at at, at what risk? You know, you got to. Uh, keep keep it under control so that you have a chance to win and keep the game close. You bring up the seniors. It was your senior day uh, as a coach for these guys, but you had this situation as a player, too, at BYU. You remember your senior day pretty well, and you told me in the pregame interview uh, Saturday uh, you ended your senior year without a bowl game to look forward to, so it was a matter of finishing it out strong as you ended your uh, senior season. Yeah, and, that, and I remember going into that. Uh, we were four and six, and back then you had to win seven games to go to a bowl game, and 
Um, you know, it was Lavelle's last year, and it's definitely not the way that he wanted to go out, that we wanted to send him out. And uh, being, uh, you know, his cap, one of his captains, uh, I, I took it hard, you know, that, that we were doing very well that year. And, and um, But we had, uh, you know, we had an opportunity to win the last two games. We, we beat New Mexico, and then we went and had that last miracle for Lavelle, you know, up there. So a lot can be accomplished in this last game, and the focus is trying to get this game uh, get a W this game so that it can help send our seniors out the right way and also set the tone for next year and, and what we're trying to accomplish as, as a team for next season. He's one of a couple of seniors we're going to have uh, on our show tonight as we uh, talk about uh, handsome Tanielu. There you see T. John Karoma. Uh, T. John Karoma, one of your seniors going away, and uh, we've talked about how important he's been for you for four straight years as a program. You've had him for a couple of years, of course, but... Uh, a lot of snaps for T. John over those years. Yeah, we we thought that he might be the the Iron Man of, of BYU football. Where he probably, if you counted reps, he probably has played the most reps out of any BYU Cougar. And so, it's nice that, uh, that to be involved with him and see him play. And um, you know, um, he has one more to go. And so, it'll be 51 starts that T. John has been a part of. And um, but you know, he he will tell you he doesn't like a lot of the attention, but. Um, we have a lot of seniors that have contributed to a lot of football and a lot of wins here at BYU, and um, I think they just deserve to go out on a win. And all the focus being Thanksgiving week is to be thankful where we're at, but also to try to win. You know, that, that's uh, the, the focus and find ways to improve afterwards. Now, a guy just starting his career, not ending it, is the freshman quarterback Joe Critchlow. Got a win in his first start. I came back to earth a little bit in his second start against UMass. Uh, what, what, what did he show you Saturday, both of things that he'll obviously want to need to work on and things that still show you that he's a good guy to go to right now? Well, I mean, I think towards the end, he was, he was making some plays, but I, I, don't, I mean, obviously the four interceptions is something that we don't want, and, and um, we had some missed opportunities to make some plays, but the uh, inaccuracy, and, and we probably, looking at, at his numbers of throws, I mean, we probably threw the ball way too much. I think we were behind a little bit and trying to play catch-up, but... Um, but I did, did ask too much from him to begin with. So you could have run a bit more then? Yeah, I mean, Squally was just coming off of a great week, you know, and we had a good running back core. So in the O-line, um, you know, we're really physical up front. We, we just, um, yeah, the, I think we needed to lean heavily on the run game, and that didn't happen. And then we got a little bit behind and, and had to play catch up. And uh, it's just not a good position to be, especially for a young quarterback to lean on his arm to, to bring us back. You know, probably should have. Uh, leaned heavily more on, on the run, the running game. So a case of maybe asking him to do a little too much in his second start? Yeah, I think that's, a, that's hard to do for any, any quarterback, let alone a, a guy that's in his second, um, second start. You know, So um, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but I, he, he, he made some bad decisions and four picks. Uh, uh, that's not how we play football here, and um, you know, that's not how you're going to help your team win. So uh, he needs to learn, but uh, you know, just like to learn lessons without losing games. Squally's been a bright spot for you guys late in the season. He was joined by KJ this past week. He had to leave the game, dinged late. But uh, Squally has had uh, one, two, three, I think, uh, really strong games. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of carries in the second half, and that needed to change, you know. Uh, like I said, playing catch-up or whatever reason, but we can run the ball too. So um, uh, I thought KJ, um, he came in, gave us a spark, but also you know, he, he's been he's been – hampered with injuries and that's been something that's been a hard season for him all year long just uh, finding ways to you know get back and and uh to get healthy and so we're, i appreciate kj and all his hard work but you know he just needs to get healthy and, yeah. and we just need to rely more on on our run game 
and you hope that the, uh, all the guys you bring back in this backfield and there you see how the last two games went, just straight number of carries, about uh, half, his number, half the number from Las Vegas a week ago to, uh, to the game against UMass. So uh, the run game was you know, effective at UNLV and uh, not required as much at least numbers-wise at UMass by those numbers. But those number, the, the yards per carry numbers affected there by the seven sacks. You lost a bunch of yards on sacks. Yeah, I was about to mention that the seven sacks had a, I mean, lost 50 yards or so in sacks, and um, that, that's not good either. So I don't, we haven't done that all year long. And, uh, you know, it was supposed to be, the roles are reversed. We're supposed to sack them <laughs> that many times. And, um, yeah, just... It's really disappointing. I don't, really don't know much else to say. Yeah, about you, you that. said the defense, you know, played well yeah. enough to probably win it. Uh, UMass's numbers—they were all below average uh, on the day, and so to that extent, uh, the defense, I think, did most of its job. Yeah, I mean, we we had a couple sacks here and there, but we, you know, we had some um, forced fumbles and just we weren't able to capitalize on them. The, um, but we had, you know, obviously it wasn't perfect. We made some mistakes and we gave up uh, some easy throws, but uh, you know, the, the bottom line is 16 points and and. Given some of the short fields, I thought they they rallied up and, and were able to force field goals and um, and not really and they played pretty good red zone defense, you know. So um, yeah, I, I would have taken 16 points before the game if you if you had told me that was the case. Looked like Kyrus tried to give it a go uh, Saturday for you, Tonga. Yeah, and and, and we didn't want to risk his his uh, more injury. He's only a freshman, so he has a lot of football ahead of him, and and hopefully he recovers and heals better this week. We'll see, but. Um, I'm not going to risk his future just because of a football game. And he, if you ask him, he'll do it. But I, I think that's um, inappropriate for me to ask him to give up, you know, his body for, for, for this. And especially when we know that he's not 100%. Okay, that next game will come up at Hawaii, and we'll talk about that in our next segment. Heading to our first break. And as we do, we want you to know that uh, you can, again, enjoy a full hot breakfast buffet, dinner Monday through Wednesday, a kitchen, and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail, all at the residence in Marriott in Provo. When we come back, a look ahead to the Cougars' season finale in Honolulu. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. BYU Football with Kalani Satake is presented by Ken Garf Volkswagen of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. We are back on BYU Football with Kalani Satake season finale. Before BYU basketball, Dave Rose debuts next Tuesday. Well, this week, the Cougars' 2017 season comes to a close at Hawaii. Uh, 30th meeting in a series, BYU leads 21-8. First meeting since 2012. First game in Honolulu since 2011. Kalani, your first ever game as a Cougar, as a true freshman in 1994, was at Aloha Stadium. It was, yeah. So it's going to be fun. I mean, I, I, mean, I grew up in, in, in from Hawaii, you know, and so uh, it was cool. to. I remember being a kid and going to Aloha Stadium and cheering for BYU against the Rainbow Warriors back then, and um, and then it was a dream come true to play at BYU, and then to have my first game be it in in Aloha Stadium. So uh, be a little bit, you know, it'll be fun to go back and, and and see everybody. I think the stadium hasn't done anything as far as renovations <laughs> the same, but um, there's a good swap meet there that I yep. won't be able to participate this year. Saturday right mornings on this trip, but uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, and we'll we'll. Um, but the goal is to try to win the game and, and, and spend time with our, our seniors and our family one more time as a, as a football team. Now you officially have two hometowns, <laughs> Provo and Laie, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I claim both. I, I think people from both sides get mad if I only claim one. <laughs> so that's my, 
I, we have roots in both places, but we came, I mean, for a lot of Polynesians coming through Hawaii is where you first, uh, it's like the, um, the entryway to the, to the United States, you know, and so, and that's through, a lot of it's through BYU-Hawaii and, and through Laie, and so, yeah, we call that home, and, and um, I think you can trace a lot of the Polynesians that are here in the mainland to, to Laie, Hawaii, that small community. How much time did you actually live there growing up? Uh, on and off a lot, and then um, unofficially, whenever we can go back, and so we, we've always had family there, we've, we've been, I mean, I grew up and went to um, Rainbow School over there and lived in TVA, the Temple View Apartments, and went to Laia Elementary School. And so, but my high school years were spent in St. Louis, Missouri, and, and at Tint View High here in Provo, and, and my middle school year, years were here in Provo. So I kind of, but you, anyone that knows anybody knows you have family back and forth. And, um, and so I'm not the only one that claims both cities. There's a lot of people that do that. And there's a lot of Laia Hawaii presence here in Provo and in Utah Valley. Okay, what's the uh, team schedule for the week uh, going over there? So we're leaving here on Wednesday and arriving Wednesday night, and then we'll ha- um, uh, spend some time there Wednesday night. I think we get there around 7 p.m. or so and uh, eat dinner, of course, and then get ready to go to bed and have practice in the morning at Farrington uh, High School. And so we'll have practice Thursday morning, a regular Thursday practice, and then uh, we'll have some time off, and then we'll have meetings and, and uh, a lot of things in between. And then... Um, Friday will be a normal Friday that we'll do out there as well, and we'll give them a, a few hours in in between to have some time, some downtime, and there's a, and some free time. They they have, there's a lot of family members, and when they saw the schedule, had already bought tickets and flew out there, and so a lot of our players will have family members out there for the Thanksgiving um, holiday, you know. So, and then there's a lot of people that have family members in Hawaii already. So, we're expecting a lot of fans to be there. It's just like it's been everywhere that we played, and. A great fan support, and so whether we're here in Provo or out of state, uh, we feel the love everywhere we go. Will you get a walk through at the stadium on Friday? Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll do all. I mean, we'll, we'll do all. Try to do as much as we can, uh, like a normal yeah. home a game. Typical or day before. Game. Yeah. yeah. The only difference is that we're going out there a little earlier, and one being Thanksgiving. Um, didn't want to travel on Thanksgiving Day. Rather get there the night before, and then also have that practice th- on Thursday morning. So. A lot of people will be playing football Thursday morning. We will be no different. We'll just be practicing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, this year's a Rainbow Warrior team, a three and eight. They just got shut out up at Utah State in Logan. They've lost four in a row, but you know uh, they'll be up for you guys. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah, and that's a that's a game that has a lot of history, and so uh, and it, you know it's their senior day, so they're gonna want to send their seniors out the right way, and they're going through some uh, you know some uh, a hard time as well this season, same as us and. Uh, we have a lot in common. The only difference is that, uh, you know, we're from BYU and they're from Hawaii, but we all want to win. So it'll be a battle. We're expecting their best, and then uh, hopefully we can get give them ours. Now, they have a running back named Diosimi St. Just. Mm-hmm. He's a player, almost 1,500 rushing yards, eight touchdowns on the season, seven of them on the ground. Uh, compared to the guys you've seen this year, you've seen some good backs. Uh, where's this fellow? A lot of speed. He and gets out in open space, and it's hard uh, uh, to track him down. And so... You look at his uh, uh, carries to his yards, that's, you know, he's he probably close to seven yards of carry. And so um, they'll feed him the ball, and then he has the, the speed and the quickness to break a big one. So he's done that over and over all year, and, and we just need to make sure to try to corral him in. I thought Utah State did a good job of taking care of him, but he still got over 100 yards in that game, you know. So uh, he's, he's got a lot of speed and, and a lot of agility. 
couple more play, uh, playmakers to talk about with these guys. Uh, their quarterback is a junior, Drew Brown, 60% passer, has twice as many touchdowns as picks. There's a wide receiver that leads their team in reception by the name of Dylan Colley. Mm-hmm. Austin's little brother was a Cougar at one time. He's now a Rainbow Warrior. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, he reminds me of his um, brother, Zach. Uh, not as big as Austin, but, um, you know, I played with his brother, Zach, and uh, he, he's got tons of receptions, as you can see. So he's, he's, uh, he runs really good routes and, and, and catches the ball, and uh, he's just, just like the Collies. They all have good hands, and they're, they're born to be wide receivers. And the linebacker there, Jelani Tavai, is a leading tackler, really productive playmaker on defense. All right, coming up in our next couple of segments, we'll have uh, two players on this final edition of the show. Two interior linemen, Hansom Tanielu, Kesney Tausinga, are both coming in. Yeah, the D-line, I mean, they, they never get attention. And so <laughs> I think in this show, we've been able to take care of the O-linemen. And uh, now the D-linemen feel like they need their, their love, too. So we'll give it to them on, on this last show. All right, we'll get Hansom and Kesney coming on up. Folks at Ken Garf Volkswagen of Orem, they're excited to announce a new dealership opening its doors this month. Visit the new showroom on University Parkway. Ken Garf, we hear Cougs after the break. Nose tackle Hansom Tanielu joining us here in Studio C. Hansom will be taking your questions as well. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Satake with your host, Greg Rubel. Yes, indeed. Back inside Studio C, use hashtag Satake Show for a chance to see your question asked of a player or coach during the Q&A portions of tonight's show. Time now for our first of two player guest segments on the Satake Show tonight. It's presented by Bam Bam's Barbecue, authentic to the bone. BYU's trip to Hawaii will be a homecoming for our first guest, a mainstay on the Cougars' defensive front from Waianae on the island of Oahu. Please welcome in handsome Tanielu. Oh, how are you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> Hansel, good to see you again. Oh, sorry. How are you doing? Good, All right. Good, good. Okay, Kyra sat on this chair so I can, it will hold me. Yeah. I don't think it will hold Mo, but it will hold you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it held Kyra's. I think Kyra's was our toughest. Actually, no, we did, the, uh, we did the Halloween show over at the stadium. Used the same chairs and Mo got on it. He did? Yeah. yeah. These it's, chairs are good then. It's Mo tested, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, I say, uh, why and I? Yeah. What's the right way to say it? Oh, it's why and I. Is that I do all right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the guy on the scene that, the, on the stadium the other day kind of messed up. He's like, why and I or something like that. <laughs> no, yeah. We want to be authentic. So uh, tell us where your hometown is located relative to, say, Honolulu. So it's on the west coast of Wall. Um, Honolulu is like probably like 40 minutes away. So there's just one highway, one way in, one way out. So that's what make that's why people are uh, always scared to go there sometimes because you know yeah, the, the way they go in is the only way. So <laughs> one way. <laughs> yeah. So playing us in football over there in high school that was uh, interesting. So you know what he's but, talking about, Kalani? Oh yeah. Yeah. And and, and Kahuku and White and I have a, a nice little rivalry too in football. So it's been like that since I was a baby. So yeah. They just. But well, we get along here, at BYU. Yeah. <laughs> Did you grow up a BYU fan or a UH fan? Uh, first UH, my family, I have a lot of family members that played there, like, uh, that June Jones period when, uh, 
<laughs> Look at little handsome. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, the long hair was there. Yep. Yeah, and that's my sisters and all of them. But, uh, yeah, we uh, a couple of my family members played for UH, and then my dream was to play for UH like them. And then uh, mm. my mom was always a BYU fan, even throughout the whole time. She was like, yeah, you go to BYU. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to go to BYU. And then... Ah, look at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so when did it turn for you? Uh, probably when Coach Itake became the coach, to be honest. Um, I was going through the whole recruiting process. And then, uh, actually, I got to tell you something first. Um, back when I was in high school, Coach Itake probably don't remember this, but uh, he was at Utah, and uh, I was at a track meet. And he was there just supporting some of the other guys, that, that uh, young kids that were probably signed with him. But uh, he, he actually pulled me aside because I was just walking around back and forth. And I remember seeing him and he goes, man, I was trying to talk to you. And uh, uh, you're over here checking out all the girls walking back, back and forth. <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to ruin your game. I was like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, that, that's where the relationship pretty much started. And then... Uh, and then after my mission, I went to Snow, and then Coach was uh, recruiting me, and then came here, and uh, I just thought it would be a really good decision to come here. What are your recollections of uh, first meeting Hanson? Um, well, I, I don't remember the track meet, but I, I talked to a lot of kids just bumping into them. It's all legal recruiting, you know. So, <laughs> uh, I was probably trying to give them tips on how to talk to the girls. I don't know. but <laughs> No, but I, I think, I think um, you know, when, when I – I'm always going to talk to kids as much as I can, and and not a lot of it's about football. And um, I, I had great mentors and great people that growing up that could help help influence me me when I was young. And so um, my connection with uh, with even that that community in Waianae is good people, you know. And so uh, whenever you see kids, you never know what they're going to be. You know, you see those pictures, you never thought that handsome would grow up to be this big, you know. And and this handsome too. So, uh, but you know, we we, we actually uh, in the recruiting, he's a high, highly recruited young man, and, and um, you know served a mission. And as we recruited Coach Tuyaki, and uh, he looked at you know handsome looked into what BYU was about, and it fit perfectly with what uh, his, what his lifestyle is all is about anyway. So, uh, and they got to play football here. You know, he he had some injuries along the way, but um, he's one he's a tough kid and. Just honored to be his coach, and, and honored that that he could play here at BYU, and and feel a lot of what I had when I when I played, you know. And uh, he's been he's been 100% good from the very beginning, and bought in, and so I appreciate him and, and setting a good example for the young guys because they'll benefit from his example. You've had to tell the story a lot. Do you ever get tired of having to explain your first name? Um, no. I mean, no, not really. No. Because you are so handsome. It's just uh, natural for uh, you, right? It really just makes me feel awkward, but, no. <laughs> yeah. What was the thought behind it, do you think? Uh, honestly, it's my mom. She just loved me. That was it. <laughs> yeah. I could have been ugly, and she would. Uh, maybe I am, but I don't know. She, she, uh, she still would have named me the same thing, so, yeah. You went on a mission to North Carolina. Yeah. You have some MMA in your background? Yeah, yeah. So tell us, uh, would you speak a little bit more about that? How that came about? Um, before I, uh, I didn't play football until I was a freshman. So before that, my dad was, uh, he was in the Marine Corps and really thought, uh, I have four sisters. So he was like, you really got to, you know, watch out for them. So from day one, it was always like, got to gotta 
teach me how to how to defend myself. And so it was like, um, yeah, I can I can tell you that all the trouble that I've ever gone to was because my sisters were there and I had to do something about it. <laughs> yeah, it was never like me like picking a fight. Yeah, or like someone didn't like me. It was more like. Uh, I gotta do that for my sister, <laughs> but uh, that's just the poly way. Honestly, we, you know, you 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 either get handed in life, or you know, your dad will give it to you, <laughs> or my mom too. But yeah, yeah. Uh, where in, uh, where'd you uh, where in Carolina did you serve? I, I served in Charlotte. It's on the kind of like in the middle of the state, but um, yeah, I can barely fan those pants, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, that was a really good time. I don't know how I pulled that off, honestly, but uh, I just, uh, it was a good time. I uh, went from literally where I'm from in Hawaii, it's nothing like North Carolina. So when I went there, everyone was like, before I got there, was saying, oh, it's the most beautiful place, green everywhere. I went in December. I got there, it was like really cold. And brown so, everywhere? Brown. It was ugly. I was like, man, this is the ugliest place I've ever been. You know? I was like, all the people lied to me. And then uh, like three months later, got really pretty and all the greens started to come back. Fell in love with the place and then uh, kind of got better with my English. Lost my pigeon accent. And then, uh, um, yeah. You want to live in a green place. You want to live where you live, back in Hawaii. You know, actually, where I'm from is really dry. Uh, the Laia side is more green, but. It's pretty dry, but uh, it can be. You did little, say West Coast, yeah. Yeah, it, over there. yeah. The leeward side's pretty brown, honestly, but uh, it's beautiful. We got the best beaches. I'll tell you that. Yep. <laughs> yep. No argument there. Uh, snow college, life at snow. How was that like? Oh, it was difficult to be honest, but it was it was a learning experience for me. I um, I I learned a lot, and uh, technique wise, I learned everything here, but uh, just hard work. Honestly, it was just a, it was a grind from the beginning. I right when I got on for my miss, it was I just that's where I went, and uh, coaches told me like, hey, this is they laid it out for me and pretty much said this is what I needed to do if I wanted to end up here, and um, that's what I did. And I just every day just kind of did what they what I needed to do. You're happy you came here, and you're happy he came here. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, you have you were number 94 in the video in the pictures we saw there. Uh, 94 was taken by Kesney, I think, when you got here, right? Yeah. Would so, you have kept 94 if you'd had your choice? Yes. So honestly, Kesney really messed messed me up. When I, <laughs> when, I, when I got here, he was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna wear it." And then uh, I even was like, "I'll, I'll do anything, a uh, hundred bucks or something," you know. And we were talking about this during warmups. Uh, sorry, Justin, but uh, we he was, we were like talking about it, and then he and then came season time he was like sorry i'm gonna keep it my wife made a jersey for me so i was like all right uh, i'll just go to 92 then so but i actually like it a little more than 94 so you played you played well in it and uh, kesney's one of your boys uh, on the d-line uh you guys have obviously come close together as a group and you've been a productive group as as, as playmakers uh what will you leave with relative to thoughts of those guys when you leave byu is how you came together as a d-line with Coach Tuiaki as your coach, too. Uh, I feel like Coach Tuiaki as a coach was probably one of the best things that happened to me. Um, I'm just so frustrated with myself just because i only now starting to catch on to all those good things that he's been teaching. And uh, just, you know, expressing to all the younger kids, all our new freshmen, there's a lot of kids that, that BYU hasn't even seen yet that are in the mix within uh, the weight room and within our locker room that 
are going to explode next year. And I'm just telling them that they need to just catch on to this technique and uh, be bought in, like Coach says. It's really hard to, you know, play your own game sometimes. You have to really play according to their technique, and you'll, you can't go wrong. All right, let's uh, have one of our audience members ask you a question now, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Let's go to our uh, studio microphone with Echo Peterson. Hey, Echo, good to see you again. Hey, um, so my question is for Handsome. So what's the best reaction you've gotten to your name? Oh, shoot. So when I was at this all-star game in high school, I uh, was I just saw this girl. I thought she was, she was pretty. I was like, hi, my name's Handsome. She looked at me and just walked away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she thought I was bragging, but I... <laughs> So it's funny, the next day when the game happened, they were announcing all the kids, like, one by one. And then on the Jumbotron, it's like, oh, handsome Tony Yellow. And then uh, she was like, I looked at her, and she was laughing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Echo, thanks for that. Uh, you can stick here through the break. We're going to bring up uh, Kesney Tessing in our next He'll take your spot there in our next segment, right. the, 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 the other 94, I guess we'll say. All right, uh, coming up when we come back, it is Handsome's fellow lineman, Kesney Tausinga. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you in part by Bam Bam's Barbecue, authentic to the bone. Weekly staple of our show, Cougars in the NFL. The Chiefs lost to the Giants, but uh, Daniel Sorensen had an active day with six tackles and a pick and a pass breakup. Kyle Van Noy, the Patriots, rolling into Mexico City and picking up a win against the Raiders. Jamal Williams is the number one back in Green Bay right now and did what he could in a loss to the Ravens. Bronson Capucci did not play in that game, by the way, for Baltimore. He's out right now. Michael Davis, part of a big win over the Bills for the Los Angeles Chargers. We are back on the season finale of the Satake Show. Not one, but two player guests tonight and two interior linemen this evening. Our second big guy is a Bingham High School grad and a new dad. He's number 94, Kesney Tausinga. Bring him on in. All right, so we got the uh, we got the scoop on the fight between the 92 and the 94. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just checking this chair. No, it's good. <laughs> Everyone says the same thing when they sit in that thing. It'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> so when uh, when Handsome got here, you were wearing 94 and he had 94. You said yeah. it'd be okay if he had 94 and then all of a sudden it wasn't. Well, I never said it was okay. So what I said was... <laughs> I first said he'd have to ask my wife, and then I didn't, I didn't think he'd dare. And then he kind of said, like, he seemed like he was down to ask my wife, so then I wanted him to pay for it. I was like, it might cost you a couple hundred bucks. But he wasn't willing to do that, so he just, he stuck to 92. And it, it suits him. It's good. It's all him. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, born and raised in Utah? Yep. South Jordan, Utah. Bingham High School. Um, <clears throat> so when Handsome, I was listening to him talk about, like, how Utah's all brown and stuff. I will fiercely, fiercely defend Utah. To the end. A lot of the guys on the team are from California, and they talk about how great California is. And I'm a Utah born and bred, and I will defend it. <laughs> so <laughs> anyone calls Utah ugly, I get offended personally. It's a pretty great state. We the have, best. We all, yeah. Uh, you, uh, we may have some pictures of you uh, playing at Bingham back in the day. You had a different hairstyle back then, I think, didn't you? Yeah, ugly hair. Way ugly. Not BYU standards at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> But uh, it's, it's a little trim now, it look, looking good. Uh, you went, uh, you, 
let's see, you see, you say snowboarding is something you like to do. Yep. Uh, would you say are there are a lot of people your size snowboarding or not a lot of people your size snowboarding when you get on the slopes? Uh, not a lot. Uh, so last, <laughs> last year between our last game and the bowl game, me and uh, um, a couple of the guys went snowboarding. I don't think Coach knew about it. <laughs> Sounds like he did But yeah. we saw yeah. the head trainer up there, Steve Pincock, and he's pretty big too, so I guess there were a couple big guys on the slopes that day. Have you always loved being on the slopes? Oh, I love it. I love snowboarding. I love Brighton's my favorite resort. That's where I would grew, went growing up. And my dad is from Tonga, so like he moved to America, and he saw some like white guys snowboarding, and he's like, hey, I want to try that. So he went out in his jeans and did it, and we've been doing it ever since. <laughs> Kalani, how about you? Do you get out there? No, there's like two absolute truths in this world. <laughs> One is I won't run a marathon and I will not ski. <laughs> I'm with you on the marathon. <laughs> you have uh, the violin and the viola in your background, true? Yep. I grew up, my, uh, I think I, I convinced my mom to let me do it one day. And I, um, I started out playing the violin in like second grade or something. And I grew to love it, played it through through middle school. And then... I switched to the viola one year, and it's a pretty similar instrument, but I don't know. I grew up, and I loved that, but I haven't played since, I've been, since I was like a freshman in high school, so I probably suck now, but <laughs> I don't know. Just growing up, I loved it. So I love music, and I love classical music, too. Every Sunday, I'm just, that's my thing, you know? Right on. Cultured guy here, Kalani. Yeah, well-rounded. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's smart, well-spoken. You know, he sounds like a politician. He's going to support Utah and be a governor someday. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your most uh, musically talented teammate besides yourself, if you were to say that? Ooh, um, definitely Heavily. Um, special teams guy. He's a great kid, but he's, like, way good at piano. I don't know, like, the classifications, like, master or whatever, but he's solid. Like, I think the highest need- level is actually way good. I think that's what they say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you need him to play a song, he can probably play it. He like, he, I know he's written a couple songs, and yeah, he's probably the okay. best musician he on believed. the team. Good knowledge. I mentioned uh, you're a new dad, relatively new, right? Yeah. Uh, your wife's name is Kaylin. Yep. And your baby's name is? Manoa. Manoa. How old yep. is Manoa? He's four months old. Wow, you are very new, yeah. Yeah. So it's been way rough. Like, it's <laughs> 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 More rough for my wife, I yeah, think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, the whole, like, having a baby thing is tough. Um, but, man, we love him. He's, like, I thought I, like, I never, like, really cared about a lot of things growing up, you know. But when you look at, like, a baby that kind of looks like you and looks like your wife, like, <laughs> I don't know, you, you feel something special, you know. And I haven't cried since I got home from my, from my mission, you know, like, in four years or whatever. But, like, man, I swear I've cried, like, ten times the last four months just, like, because my baby, like, just gets me all worked up. <laughs> I think you're getting worked up right now a little no, bit. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> something spicy or something. <laughs> Has he come to games? Um, he's come to two games. He came to the Utah game. That was his first game. And he was not the biggest fan of that game. He, uh, he cried a lot, but he did good. It was cool to see him. This last game he came to, even though it was way cold, he did way good. And he had fun. But, yeah, he... Uh, We've got some sweet pictures to show him when he grows up. <laughs> All right, let's, let's take a question here in studio with uh, Pat. Pat Hammonds at our mic. Hey, hey Pat. Pat. Hi, Kesney. Um, I just was curious, out of all the stadiums that you visited throughout your career, what's the favorite place that you've been to play? Man, besides Lavella. Besides Lavella, of course, okay. that's a given, right? Um, man, I think last year playing at the Cardinal Stadium, the Phoenix, I think it's the University of Phoenix Stadium. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, the one in uh, Arizona was, was way awesome. It's just brand new stadium and 
packed full of Cougars. I swear we had more fans than them that game. And it was, it was an awesome game, too. We had a close win at the end, but that stadium was amazing. Just the locker room, just everything was, was way cool. Pat, thank Great. you. Thank Kesney, thank you. Good Thanks. job. Nice segment. All right, we'll come back with more. BYU football with Kalani Satake. We at Ken Garf Nissan of Orm, improving things for our customers to see how. Visit our show located on the University Parkway. Ken Garf, we here too. after the break. Some Q&A for Kalani. This is BYU football with Kalani Satake. Student end zone. Snap forward on a three-step. Loads up. Hits. Oh, man, what a sack. Sione Takitaki launching himself from the right side of Andrew Ford. That was the exciting play of the game. Presented by Nissan, a proud partner of the BYU Cougars. Innovation that excites back on BYU football with Kalani Satake here in Studio C. Sione Takitaki, that was a heck of a play. And you, you, get, you get him for a little while longer still. Yeah, and I think I think this weekend he'll have uh, those opportunities again. They like to throw the ball, UH does, and so um, I think he'll have those opportunities to make those big plays. And um, you know he's starting to understand a little bit more about our pass rush, and it's more about the four-man rush and than just one um, one guy making the effort to make the play. And the D line's starting to get it. And so it, when when one guy gets a sack, it's more like the other, all four of them working together. All right, so my Q&A time for you, Coach, uh, with hashtag Satake Show. We'll go to Twitter for this one. At TrueBlueForever06 is the handle. The question, Coach, how do you pronounce your full name? Uh, I learned this in third grade because thank, thank you to my, my family for naming me, but it's Kelao Kalani Felipe Fifita Satake. So, yeah, I just go by Kalani. <laughs> and then I named my son after me, and he just goes by KK. It so, gets even shorter for him. Yeah, he, nice. I, I've, we learned from my mistakes, and so when <laughs> he names his son after him, he can just call him K. So we've, given, we've, set, <laughs> we've set the table for all him. All I can do. Yeah. Uh, looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List. Order online. Pick up curbside at the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com slash clicklist for details. More Q&A for the coach next. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. <laughs> BYU Football with Kalani Satake is presented by Ken Garf Nissan of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. It's our final segment of Q&A for the coach this season. We've used the hashtag Satake Show all year. We'll switch to hashtag Rose Show next week as we go to BYU basketball. Back in studio for a question at our mic. And it's the Grizz father, Russell Alley. You get the final question of the year for the coach, I think. All right. Hey, coach. So what's one uh, takeaway you're going to come with uh, this season that's uh, either positive or encouraging going forward to, to next season? Um, it'll go back to my love for the players and, and uh, appreciation for all of them. I mean, you just heard Kesney talk about, um, you know, how it brought him to tears talking about his son. And so I get to coach those guys, you know. I get to be around uh, young men that I'm excited to see them um, as fathers and husbands and contributors in the community. And so uh, I love being a part of BYU football and being part of their lives. And uh, the same goes for the fans. And so I, so one thing that I've, I've really been a pre, uh, been thankful for being Thanksgiving week, you know, just to thankful to the fans and, and for our players and uh, everything that is involved with BYU. All right, Russell, thank you. And that is our last question of the year for you. We've got a wrap-up segment coming up next, so a closing word for you will come after this, all right? All right, closing words from the coach coming up. This is BYU Football with Kalani Zitake on our season finale. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is presented by... 
Ken Garf Honda of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. Saturday in Honolulu, it's BYU and Hawaii, former conference rivals meeting in their team in their season finale. Radio at 7 o'clock Eastern. Countdown to kick off on TV one hour later. Watch the game on CBS Sport Network, Sports Network and then post game on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Welcome back inside Studio C. We're getting ready to say so long for the season. Let's, uh, let's take a look back at how this first year in Studio C went for us on the Satake Show. For the first time this season and for the first time on BYU TV, welcome to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Now to get tonight's show on the road. The head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake. Now there was a time back in the day at BYU when even our guy here, Kalani, was a mustache man. That was... um... We've got a couple of takes for people to enjoy here after the show. Oh, look, oh, look, oh, look at Handsome Tanielu and, uh, and Mo Longy. They're here to celebrate with us. And, oh, what is going on? Oh, no. You can tell I was dressed for the occasion with my shorts. and probably, They had to cut up my flip-flops. So this is, um, leave my poster alone. <laughs> How do you determine whether to protest a referee's call? Um, they all suck, so. <laughs> all right, Matt Bushman, everybody. He's out of here. Special shout out to members of the BYU football family joining us here in the studio audience tonight. Love you guys. I'm so proud of him. Um, He's come a long way. Just love our team. You guys know how to make it work, so just love those guys. and uh, They make me a better person, so I got my family here, so there's a lot of good people here, a lot of good, great super fans, and so... uh, I made a world now. Let's have a great show. All right. Well, it's been a good year. When you guys first told me about the idea to do a show, I didn't think anyone would watch <laughs> or even attend. And so I, I'm thankful for all the fans that, that truly love BYU and, and, and support us. Um, uh, you know, it's a, it's been a difficult season for all of us, and so I imagine fans are having a hard time. But you know, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll improve, and we'll we'll get this thing back where it needs to be. All right. Thanks to you, Kalani, to our entire great crew, to Cougar Nation. Thank you so much. We'll see you next season on BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Yeah.